All right, we're back here. Uh, it's just me again, flying solo. We got Kyle here from Hope Chapel, also Kairos students. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're excited to have him. And yeah, man, so why don't we just kick it off? Um, we've been in this series of solo to team, but we want to kick it off just hearing more of your story, kind of where you came from, what you're doing now, what you're passing about. So yeah, I'm excited, excited to be on here. Thanks yeah, for having me. So, I'm, yeah, I'm the youth pastor at Hope Chapel, formerly Indian Creek Community Church. Uh, shifted. We, we changed our name at Easter 2020 when no one was in service. We <laughs> completely changed the whole church around. So that was – we do not recommend do, doing that. But uh, so we're – yeah, Hope Chapel in Olathe. And we – I've been there for full-time coming up on six years. But then I was a like intern for – two, two and a half years before that. And then there was a, like a 10-month gap in there where I tried to get out of Kansas City and it didn't work out. Like okay. I, moved to, I moved to Fort Worth and we were down there for like a few months when the youth pastor I was serving under told, called and told me he was leaving and, told, and he said, <laughs> I told him to hire you. And so we were barely done unpacking. And I was like, I hate you. And so we, had, <laughs> we went through the interview process and I came, ended up coming back. Um, hmm. And it's been, yeah, it's been a, a wild ride. I, I, I love getting to it. I grew up in, in Olathe. I yep. uh, moved here actually from Dallas in fifth grade. And so went to, grew up going to all the schools in there. Went to MNU for my undergraduate in ministry. Felt called to ministry junior year of high school. Hmm. And uh, yeah, went as a what, broad ministry major. Zoom in on the call. The call was did a... You, why did you feel called in, as a junior in high school? That's that's super important to hear. It was so... Like, there was an experience that was crazy. I Every every year, the youth group kind of did the thing where it was like, what questions do you have for God at camp this year? And sure. so we got little note cards at the last Wednesday night before leaving for camp. And mm-hmm. we did every year. And this year, I had way more. And I was like, is this the girl I'm supposed to marry? Am I supposed to continue in soccer? Am I supposed to be a youth pastor? Like, it yeah. was everything life trajectory setting was all set there. And yeah. and then while at, at camp one year, it wasn't a... It wasn't a, a word I was given. It was like eyes I was given. And so my hmm. all of the questions I was asking, all the things I've been weighing on me for months and months were so painfully obvious that I felt stupid ever asking them. Hmm. And so in like a brief moment, I just could see everything. I like just like the memes of like space just kind of like zooming <coughs> past my face. Like I could just... It was just clear, and I ended up I ended up marrying her, and I ended up becoming a youth pastor, and I just did, and I continued my on gosh. in all of it, like it was, and it was all in a moment, and I just had perfect clarity on my life and the future, huh. and all of it. it was wild, and so, <laughs> and so I was, so I continued on in ministry, and I and I did yeah. that thing, and um, yeah, so then went to went to MNU, MNU broad MNU, ministry yeah. major because I didn't know what that meant, I didn't know what okay. going into ministry specifically meant, but youth was. What I knew, what I was, uh, I had passion about. I was going to be involved in youth one way or another. I just mm-hmm. didn't know if I was supposed to, because I'm kind of a, a teacher pastor. So I don't know if mm-hmm. I was going to like write some curriculum in a publishing house. If I was going to like do some like I put yeah. together, yeah, whatever. And so there are different. I did some local missions internships and mm-hmm. loved going around to apartment complexes and putting on VBSs and doing backpack programs during the summer. And kids cool. didn't have meals and stuff. And so I, I had all sorts of things I loved doing. And youth is just is where it all aligned. It was where the 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 passion, ability, and opportunity all aligned mm. for me to for me to be where I'm at, and absolutely loved it. And the group I feel called to right now, and so I've been, yeah, here for here for a little while now, and loving it. Got my 
Uh, my wife is came back from Texas with me as well, and she we now have two little girls. We got a uh, almost about to turn two and a three month old. Nice. So it's a it's an exhausting season in our life right mm-hmm. now, but it's fantastic. Yeah, it's very cute. So good. <laughs> Do you think you'd be a girl dad? What I didn't. Uh, I think there, I think I. For some, there was always there. I didn't. I was like, I'm gonna have a boy and a girl. And I was mm-hmm. like, two, I'm gonna have two girls. I don't know why. There's this lingering thought in the back of my head. Yeah. That's for sure what's gonna oh happen. Oh my gosh! But hilarious. It's, a, it's yeah. great. We we're like, we don't. What? It doesn't matter. Like yeah. we're gonna love the kid no matter what. Yeah. Like, but we were definitely like, we want a boy first. Like, <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah. that's what we're having. So <laughs> thank goodness. But we're also like, nah, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah. healthy baby is all I care about. Yeah. Um, cool. So tell me about, you know, tell me some, give me more details on the, the, the transitional shift of Indian Creek, Hope Chapel, mm-hmm. where Ky- like, where did the name Kairos stuff come from? I mean, I know the name, yeah. what it means, but mm-hmm. like, give us some more insight yeah, yeah. into that. How did that, were you the one that so, heard yes, that? Yeah. That was uh, kind of my brainchild during, so during the transition before Indian Creek Community Church became Hope Chapel, we were going through a whole lot of transition, tons of staff turnover, mm-hmm. um, which when you got tons of pastoral turnover, you got tons of families dipping out because there's a bunch of very close connections and relationships that now people are, yep. that was the deal breaker. Every time there was a turnover, that's a chunk of families yep. that are pouring out. And so yep. it was a rough season for the church and it caused a lot of the ministries to kind of go into some silos and to kind of mm-hmm. like start guarding kind of what their, their people or their volunteer teams or whatever else happens. And so, um, I, when I was coming in as the youth pastor, it was like I was one of the areas that wasn't as on fire, and so I was just kind of like, "You're doing great, Kyle," and that's what mm-hmm. it felt like for my first like two years of mm. ministry. Was just like, "You're doing, you got it," and you're surviving. Uh, yeah, you're, you're surviving. Yeah. Things aren't going horribly wrong. Yeah. Doing great. And I was like, "Is this right?" And they're like, "It's not blowing up." So, uh, <laughs> and so it was. Oh so God. it was a lot of like, uh, there was a lot of that. It was we've gone huh. all like really cool transition of how it's all unfolded but during that time there was a lot of like holding off they knew a transition was coming they knew this is kind of where they're like on a pastor search and stuff like that and so mm-hmm. it was a lot of things were being like held off like let's wait and see let's wait and see what the new person wants to do and and i just i was like i can't have no vision i can't have no fresh vision for the for these families mm-hmm. these students these parents who have been through all the turnover that are getting jaded and they're i think some of them were afraid to say anything to me because they didn't want to sure. scare me off because yeah. i was one of the per- people who seemed like he might not be leaving and so i was like i'm gonna like an, we're gonna have a vision in life and honestly if i'm right now if i'm getting just thumbs up for everything I'm going to take advantage of that. Sure. So we did this like huge. And so what does it mean to be a student in our student ministry? And we're like, we're going to, we're going to cast a vision for that. And it's going to be, um, more mission driven. It's going to be more of a, uh, the divinely appointed time. Like mm-hmm. we believe God wants to use teens. Now this isn't, we're going to have in the name and in everything that we do, this isn't a, a group that is to kind of help you figure out what you want to do or to help you kind of not, make any terrible decisions so that you can do like Mm. good things in college or post college or Mm -hmm. just kind of like stop people from like not just trying to get some people together get them to like cuss less and not do weed Mm -hmm. and and then you've got a successful student ministry we wanted to like recognize like this is this is a season that's too many people look back on in life and they regret 
not taking advantage of high school because they were too self-centered. Mm-hmm. They were too concerned of how they'd come across. And so I just – so many Christians, including myself, look back on high school and, and I was heavily involved, and I, I look back on it, it was like such a mission field that I didn't capitalize on, that I didn't take mm-hmm. advantage of, that, mm-hmm. I was, that it was a season to get through. Yeah. And we won't, like our rallying cry is, we will not waste this time. And so nice. it's saying that students have Love giftings, that. passions, and everything that <clears throat> God wants to use now, not later, like in yep. your current inexperienced state yep. now, because it's actually a strength. You don't know how impossible some of the things are that you'll yeah. try to take on. As if the disciples had a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, man, I love that. We we also say it in the way of like, you know, community worship mission in terms of like if a spiritual family would be consisted mm-hmm. of, you know, typically what we see is, you know, like you're talking about the no cussing and all these things is like, that's really trying to get people to live into a good community, you know, and then hopefully we, we're going to get them to worship. And then even more, hopefully we hope they get to mission. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so the word is always the really mature kids will do some serving. Exactly. Instead, it's like, actually, if you formalize under mission, you will naturally out of that outcome, get community and worship, Mm -hmm. but you rarely get it the other way around. You know, just like we were talking about that last month or the other week, um, at our mastermind deal, we're just kind of discussing that, you know, we're all guilty of trying to formalize into that. But it just like in youth ministry, it's so obvious though, because if you do the babysitting gig and the gig that is all about getting them to act, act right, you know, Mm -hmm. you just rarely get them to, first off, you rarely get them to act right. Yeah. (laughs) It's usually we're failing in that part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and then on top of that, then it's like, well, why aren't you sharing the gospel with your friends? And it's like, oh man, it just makes it hard. So I love that, man. That was part of the shift from Indian Creek Community Church to Hope Mm. Chapel as well. Sure. And not anything like there's community community churches and churches with community in the title that are doing incredible mission and service. We pulled it out because it was like, one of the reasons not in there is was, there's was an emphasis on like let's get you into a group let's get you into a mm-hmm. let's get you into let's have you meet some people and get into a, a home with some people which I believe heavily on of course. small groups is so important but it was and and then we'd go from there and then try and move to service and which is actually one of the like key formational ways of becoming like Jesus is to mm-hmm. be the hands and feet of Jesus and so the tagline of Hope Chapel is find hope bring hope like you're, mm. people come and figure out who Jesus is what you believe and like receive salvation like be baptized and mm-hmm. like recognize who you really are receive the Holy Spirit and then if you found hope fantastic you know what it's time for it's time, it's time to time bring to hope it's yeah. time to like where is that what's that look like for you where how do we get mm. you in there and so and then like you said community kind of comes exactly when you step into places of service and then we still have we have community groups we have all those mm-hmm. things but the but the mission is more on the forefront of the conversation as people mm-hmm. step into the church and so that was just kind of helpful for us yeah that's awesome man so with Kairos, mm-hmm. I, I've just watched from a distance on some things, mm-hmm. um, but there's been definite growth stuff. So share a little bit kind of like in terms of sounds like there's a new location. Is that because it's a Hope Chapel? Like, I don't even know. So I'm genuinely asking this question. Yeah. That's another reason for the Indian Creek <clears throat> shift is because Indian Creek is a geographically like specific name. Mm-hmm. And we actually merged with two other churches uh, over the last couple hmm. of years. And so we actually now have another location in KCK and one in Lee Summit. And these were churches that were a part of our uh, Church of God Anderson, which is a 
it's not a formal denomination, but it operates pretty similarly to a denomination. And they're part of our movement. And these were churches that we there was we just went through a merger, and hmm. we're going through. And and it was it's crazy to see. I mean, now that I've gone through two of them, I I'm such a big fan of mergers. I'm such a big fan of watching like resources now be multiplied that yep. some of the churches like could not have possibly pulled off on their own, or they would have had to done they would have had to done fundraising campaigns for years to do mm-hmm. some things that they like immediately inherited because they were under our like organizational title. Yeah. And so like it yeah. it immediately be, like the fruit of that was just seen immediately. And so mm. it's just the gospel going further faster and uh the the new lead pastor Jake not new is a relative term now, but Jake sure. Zasky stepping into Hope Chapel, just having this vision of uh kind of pastoring Kansas City, not just Olathe, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a bold endeavor, but a kind of a beautiful messy one. And so we've got Spanish congregations and we've got urban contexts and suburban contexts and cool. just, uh, uh, yeah, it's been a really cool reach. And so that means more student ministries as well. Mm-hmm. And so we've got a student ministry in KCK and one in Lee yeah. Summit, which allows us to do some things we couldn't have done before as well. So we just mm-hmm. did our first like camp with just our locations this wow. last summer, which was just a beautiful thing. We had kids who have been going to camp, kids who were at Youth Front for eight weeks straight every summer, like just living at camp. And then we got like locations of kids who have never been to a camp before, like never been to church or taken it seriously before. And just had this like really, really beautiful time of bringing people together and really solidifying kind of vision. What is it to be a Again, like a Kairos student and uh, mm-hmm. and do all that. And so it's been the things we get to do with that, the, the bigger vision students get to see on a regular basis of like I'm a part of a larger movement than the few kids I see on a weekly basis here. Like I'm rallying regularly with teens who are like mm-hmm. going through some of the same formational conversations that are kind of like wrestling with the same stuff and uh, have the same desire and vision for mm-hmm. the city. So it's been a really powerful thing. And yeah, it's been great. Cool. Yeah. So the Lee Summit guy mm-hmm. was already on staff at that church and then it just merged. Is that how that went? And then the, the, KCK? About the youth pastor? Mm-hmm. Yes. He, which he ended up moving. So it was, he's actually moved down south and took on a different role down there. So we mm-hmm. had our KCK person, uh, Alexa Murphy, who was starting starting a youth ministry, starting a youth expression in KCK, she ended up transferring to Lee Summit. Oh. And so now she's there and we just brought in a new guy <laughs> in KCK. Gotcha. So he's he's like two weeks fresh and just stepped wow. in. So we got a that. we got a team of three now that are uh, running forward cool. with Are you, uh, with is it ministries. a how are you operating as a team? Is have they said, Kyle, you're running it? Nope. We cool. have, it's a dotted line relationship and so cool. we've got really different contexts that we're in. Mm -hmm. And so we collaborate on kind of like message prep and the camp and some of the big things that we do together. And Mm -hmm. then, and then we utilize our our knowledge of the the culture and our students to reach and pastor them best. Cool. I love it, man. So that's a a natural turn into the conversation that we're trying to have here, Mm -hmm. just in terms of going, how do we think, you know, because the goal slash desire is going, Hey, Youth ministry has been beautiful for many years in America, um, and it's we've seen a lot of success and effectiveness early on in the 70s and the 80s, and um, statistically, we've seen some decline in certain ways and categories, not at large. That does not mean that all youth ministries aren't, you know, mm-hmm. doing at least the job that's been put before yeah, yeah. them, you know, I think. 
really the conversation is trying to rally around what are some simple, subtle things, not just for those weirdo deconstruction guys like myself yeah. that are like exist out here in the you know apostolic mm-hmm. kind of world. Um, but I, my, my heart's desire is to come alongside those that are in, in the um, prevailing model stuff and trying to figure out some ways as well because I know that there's some there's a lot of difficulties when it comes to I've been in it, you mm-hmm. know, and so I know there some of the hurdles, not all the hurdles. Every church is different geographically, their context, mm-hmm. all these things. They're senior pastors. They're you know, mm-hmm. as a youth pastor, you know that like you're as limited oftentimes as what your locality of elders and senior pastor are going to decide from a top down mm-hmm. approach. And so, um, but some give you great freedoms and. Uh, so the question really is trying to revolve around how do we shift this concept of both looking solo in terms of what I have immediately in my context to what is in the city, mm-hmm. you know, or even let's say all the Latha. I mean, that would just even be a huge shift in, in and of itself, yeah. you know, because I don't know, your closest schools are Aletha East. South. South is yeah. the next closest. And then you're almost at. A Blue Valley school, Northwest. I got we got some kids at Blue Valley. Yeah, yeah. A few, not as many, but yeah. So you know, there's three, and those are big high schools. Like even if you were just to go, I'm just going to focus on one. Yeah. You know, to it's not an option. Mm-hmm. You know, when multiple kids come from different high schools. So how do I shift in that kind of thinking? Maybe not just the thinking, but also realistically. So on that side but then also like within your own little context of like how do i not just be the youth pastor who wears 50 hats because mm-hmm. oftentimes we're the um lowest paid highest asked of um you know in terms of like in a prevailing model like that typically is the story that's the mo you know and, and maybe that's not true for all mm-hmm. you know again i'm not saying yeah, a blanket yeah. statement mm-hmm. but oftentimes yeah. that's the case and so how do we help ourselves in that you know and i think you're a great you know person to interview on this just in terms of how did you rally others around you within your immediate context but then how are you also trying to think and rally around the greater picture to start operating more in a team concept Mm -hmm. and again like not team like i want everybody to hear this not team in the sense of like what every kind of like church does is like let's rally around this thing and i'll have a meeting about it mm-hmm. and then nothing happens you know so like i that is not my desire my desire is to have real depth and authenticity and people like giving up things like we saw in the book of acts where it's like i'm gonna give of my money and i'm gonna give of my time and we're gonna row together you know mm-hmm. and it might look different you might use a different order than me mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah but at least we're gonna row together mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so the question is, is how do we start shifting into those things? And I know you've listened to a little bit of the past few episodes yeah, on yeah. it. And so, yeah, just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. So shifting from like just the, the like our immediate community and starting yeah. to like pastor, not just the kids who are in our immediate schools and the start to reach yeah. a larger city and a larger group. Mm-hmm. That's been more of like. I mean, it's, it's got to turn. It's shifting the conversation first, as opposed to like, how are we going to reach those kids? It's shifting the conversation of how the kids we currently have see themselves. Because I'm not going to pastor Olathe. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I can't be mm-hmm. the youth pastor of Olathe. Yep. Uh, wouldn't be a thing. It's starting to shift the conversation of the students shifting what their role is and mm-hmm. how they see themselves and what it is to be part of a student ministry. And so it's starting to do is it's right now we're spending an inordinate amount of time on like 
the fivefold and spending a just mm. absurd amount of time on those conversations and all of our like student leader gatherings are pretty much honed in the the meat of the night is sitting in that and what it looks like for students to take their first steps in uh, each of the giftings. And so we'll have a rotation of even speakers coming in to speak on the apostolic and the prophetic or whatever. Hmm. And all students knowing kind of what that is, um, got a new goal that I'm setting and some people are kind of helping me with accountability on and how to establish this. But to have this goal of like no student spends a year in our student ministry without knowing what their fivefold gifting is. Like mm-hmm. no one comes through and is vague about like what God's put inside of them. Mm-hmm. And then, and so that then if they know what it is, then we can start the conversation of like, what, how, what does it look like for you to live that out? What does it look like? And so the conversation's shifting there. And as that's taking place, it's a, the goal is to then, okay, so then that, so now I've got a, a we have a small army of people that are looking for opportunities uh, to unique, to use their unique giftings that mm-hmm. God's put in them that makes their heart just like sing uh, mm-hmm. to, to reach the people in the city. And mm-hmm. so right now, I don't know. I don't know if I, I feel like I'm a, a bit in the conversation before that conversation because I'm trying to like if I if I jumped to that conversation of like it's time to pastor Olathe, like I would I would just be I don't know, putting the world on my shoulders and and, yeah. and struggling and so it's taking a I forgot who said this recently, but the greenhouse effect and trying to start a uh trying to shift a culture with a small group of people and then yep. and then have them uh and then shift what kind of how they see themselves, how they see what the relationship with a teenager and student ministry looks like, mm-hmm. and then and then moving forward and then dreaming big as to what yeah. that looks like and what steps you can now take, knowing what God's put in you, knowing that that's a, a gifting that goes far beyond our ministry, that these this gifting is not something that was meant to fit into our production team or our welcome team or our worship team, mm-hmm. which are great uh, training Nothing wheels. They're great training yep. wheels for kids actually like to step into and recognize that like going to church is actually a place to pour out. I actually love that as a first step, but now we're, we're getting to a point where it's not just like, Hey, I know I like tech stuff or I like singing. It's mm-hmm. like what's God put in you and where does, what does it look like to, to live into that. And so yeah. that's the conversation that we're sitting in really heavily right now. And I well, think that's, that's a, you're talking about a really big pivotal shift of just saying like, cause you know, one could take this conversation as, well, you got to be really good at recruiting volunteers. Right. Mm-hmm. And you didn't say that yeah. <laughs> because, um, often that's what as youth pastors we're told, mm-hmm. you know, and instead you're actually going, no, actually I'm trying to unlock the things in students because I know that they're ready. Yeah. And it's just a matter of no one's ever unlocked those things alongside them mm-hmm. and then pastored them through it on the back end because that is the multiplication. The multiplication doesn't happen at me getting up. On, well, it could. It's just going to be slower. Yeah. I would say that's your additional model mm-hmm. is like I'm going to get on stage and they're going to say, hey, here's the youth pastor and he needs volunteers. And, you know, like that's typically a way. And he'll be in the back with a sign-up sheet. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. And, you know, and some people will come by and it's like they may or may not like students. They just felt guilty on the Sunday morning because <laughs> they were called out, you know. Yeah. Um, and that might not be the case. Sometimes I've had unbelievable volunteers, yeah, yeah. you know, from that. But you're you're hitting on a, a an, an important piece, I think, when we think movementally, yeah, you yeah. know, um, that we can't think in terms of, all right, I got two small group volunteer leaders for this. Mm-hmm. Like, fine, that's good. We need those. 
I'm not saying we don't need those, yeah, yeah. but what I am saying is like you're you're thinking strategically. You're not just thinking addition wise. Yeah, yeah. So that's which is, which is affecting huge. how I then conversations with small group leaders is starting to shift too because I yeah. need them to help have the conversation that I'm having with students as well. Yeah, and so that they're now they're small group leaders that are unlocking things and students and they're asking the questions where is that taking you? And so, again, I think we're in the conversation before uh-huh. that conversation because I'm making yeah. sure all my small group leaders know what that oh, is yeah. for them. They got to so, own it. Yeah, so we're actually going through the, that conversation with, with everyone, and then the goal would be that that's, that everyone's having that conversation with people, and then things are happening. And it's like, what does that look like? I mean, I think there'd be beautiful, find ways that how are you actually living on mission even at our student ministry, within our student ministry, and then outside of it, what's it look like in your schools? What's it look like on your teams? Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that lived out? One of those that someone's running with that I'm just loving, it wasn't wasn't me. Literally, they just they just took off and ran with it. We do this thing called Alpha, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Of course, this, yeah. yeah the, so this sit-down of what's people What's his name? Are, Nicky Gumbel? Nicky Gumbel. Mm-hmm. And this sit-down of people who are skeptics, have questions, mm-hmm. not sure what they believe, going through some like dinner, some videos, some discussion and just being received well and just being loved well by Christians, not being given the answers, not being just being validated in their pushback, their legitimate hurts and burns with the church and religion and and everything and watching what the Holy Spirit does when no one feels like they have to jump in and defend them um, mm-hmm. and just letting people wrestle with what's going on and loving them well. And so oh. it was, we're on our third year of doing that, which has been really cool. And now we've got students that are like, I could put this on, like I can put, I can click play on a video and, and bring food and just love people well. Like we could do that mm-hmm. at our school, we could do that. And and so we got students dreaming of what that is. And I'm like, this is in- incredible. Now, how, mm-hmm. so now I'm playing with what does my role look like with that like i want to be helpful for you but i don't want to you're running the thing like what does it look like for me to be and so i'm trying to find that sweet spot of being as as helpful and, and resourcing as possible while full leadership full ownership full whatever yeah. for them to go forward in that so i'm playing around with that mm-hmm. a little bit right now mm-hmm. but no the, the the conversation the question the shift and thinking also kind of started when ryan mannering kind of posed mm-hmm. a question of not just I think the student ministries are like, what are some goals? How are you going to, I'm going to grow by 10% over this next quarter or two or mm-hmm. whatever. And you can set your additional goals basically. And, and Ryan being like, not asking like, what can we do questions, which is generally where we sit is what can we do questions and starting to shift to what would it take questions? Mm-hmm. And if you ask, what would it take questions? Then it's an entirely different series of conversations mm-hmm. and answers. What would it take for, and you ask far bigger questions, and you go mm-hmm. to and you start rethinking your model because you realize your model's insufficient when you ask not just like how can I grow by ten percent over this next quarter or two, which is a thing you can do, mm-hmm. uh, but what would it take to for every single student in the whole Kansas City metro to be involved in a gospel expression, yep. to be involved in some sort of yep. gathering around Christ, around scripture and truth? Mm-hmm. That's a, a wild question. That's a wild thought to think. Mm-hmm. What would it take? Could we even? If God poured out that blessing and everyone got saved tomorrow, could we even do anything with that? Would mm-hmm. we even know what to do with that? Mm-hmm. And so that stops thinking of it like, am I even equipped? That would require students upon students that are just see themselves as people who are able to run those things, to have those questions, to sit down with a group of kids and open their Bibles together. Yeah. Do, can my kids do that? Do, have I been raising up kids <laughs> who are confident doing that? And so it just begins mm-hmm. to shift the whole conversation moving from uh, what can we do? What good things can we do? Good sure. good goals can we set to what would it take questions has just yeah. been a really He's such a <laughs> overtrained DMM person. 
And I love him. Is that one? Is that one of the big questions? <laughs> oh yeah, what's it gonna there? take? Yeah, what's it gonna take? Like, yeah, wig take is usually yeah, yeah. what you hear in the yeah. kind of world. But yeah, it's um, mega church yeah, to probably, multiplication. Have you read that book? The what? What? Mega church to multiplication. Mm-mm. It's a good one. Chris Galanos. Okay. Um, I know he's. I think he's been on the Underground podcast, but in, I know some of the guys have connected with him. But yeah, uh, no, I haven't made it through one of those those seven week courses yeah but yeah no i wonder how much ryan's just kind of put me through it and regard- not yeah, said it <laughs> probably yeah yeah i mean and there's differences and tools and strategies yeah, yeah. and but i think the the end of the day rallying around at least can we agree what are the major tenants that we can agree on citywide with students you know i think that's kind of what i'm i don't know i've been trying to think in that headspace a lot recently and just go because what i think might not be with somebody else that, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, in church and ministries, like people won't tell you, they'll just kind of like agree with you and nod their head and then probably never reach out to you again. Kind yeah. of thing, you know, and, and then I, just put not and just try and avoid putting any effort towards mm, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I don't know, man, I'm just like, <clears throat> I don't want to do that anymore with people. And I just, and if I disagree, like, let's disagree and let's just talk mm-hmm. about it, you know? And that's, it's okay. Like, I'm not mad about a disagreement. It's like, I don't know. It's like baseball teams disagreeing on their strategy of how they're going to win the world series. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, but they're genuinely competing against one another, you yeah. know? And so it, it could be understandable, but it's like, if they're just talking their strategy and like, there shouldn't be any harm, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> That's just, they can have that, you know, they can yeah. hold that opinion. It's not wrong. They didn't do something bad. Yeah, it's you know? actually important to have it. It's actually totally. important to have the slightly different goals of the, yes. the, the apostles asking, like, are we leading people into their destiny? No and that's how you ga- gauge the health of it and having no the evangelist being like, who are the new team are new people constantly being brought to the table? And if mm-hmm. not, we're not doing our job. And yep. the pastors being like, are people finding healing and all mm-hmm. of that in the church and if it's not then we're not doing our job all mm-hmm. different questions all different goals yeah. will butt heads as to where totally. things are prioritized but dang all needed all needed to- yeah i often wonder is i think god's more concerned with how we handle the disagreements than mm-hmm. he is whether or not we're on the same page <laughs> yeah <laughs> I wonder that a lot, especially mm-hmm. as we talk about, you know, shifting into team kind of concepts, because it's like, and Ryan and I have had disagreements, mm-hmm. like good ones, um, that have ended well, you know, and they're usually around like tools, small, simple tools, yeah, yeah. you know, um, which is like, I'm not married to a tool, mm-hmm. you know, I just go, let's use the tool that works. Let's quit using ones that don't, you know, yeah, yeah. that's my, which is black and white thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they, I don't know. It's, if you cares more the, of how we handle the disagreements or I think how we handle the disagreements is what's costing us the most, I think is because mm-hmm. those are leading to impasses yeah. on how we move forward. We don't move forward. And so no, no one's actually getting, I think what they really want mm-hmm. because, because the disagreements are amplified to the level that they are. Totally. I think that's the case politically like i think oh, like in everything every yeah, in yeah every realm the inability yeah. to have com- to yep. have difficult conversations with humility that's what it is that's what i'd boil it down even mm-hmm. to even lower lack of humility mm-hmm. has led to the inability to have the difficult disagreeing yeah, conversations and are keeping all so of us true. from where we actually want to go yeah so true yeah so let's i mean i'd be curious on your unfiltered thoughts for mm-hmm. a minute on you know like as we kind of 
you know, for people that are listening, probably five months ago, we did a kind of seven-week missionary pathway training out of that. It was all kind of different youth pastors and guys that are focused in youth ministry Mm -hmm. at some capacity. And out of that, it was just, we always kind of posed the question of like, what do you want this group to do moving forward? Like what's, Mm you know, do you want to keep meeting? If not, it's okay. Like nobody's, which is, we want to at least pose the question to see what people think. Mm -hmm. So it gives them like room to dream a little. Yeah. Or do you just want to kind of go back to your deal and continue to implement or what is it that we could help with moving forward kind of so this group which included ryan and alex and dylan and josh um your brother mm-hmm. um another guy um jacob out in arizona so that was the group and out of it they're all ryan was really the one pushing um yeah because like if i'm a high a apostle and i push too much i know that it's like this is not gonna work you know um because i can i can push in so many other places yeah i just want to be wise and humble Mm -hmm. about where it is that i like really want to put my flag in the ground um so but they kind of all wanted the conversation to go well we like this is really valuable to us because like just being accountable to some new things and new thoughts and some new ideas and then like we love each other so like we it's like there is value to us being together together and we learn from one another as we try new things and so you know ryan being his very business-minded kind of guy he was like what if we start like a mastermind okay what would this look like and so we just kind of whiteboarded a big thing five months ago and then we launched our first meeting and so kind of the premise of it is to go all right can we all get in the same room we agree on some basic tenets of movement you know, you might you might use different tools. Like you might use Alpha when mm-hmm. I'm going to use DBS. Yeah, yeah. Like that's you know, as mm-hmm. we're talking, like that's the primary differentiator. Your evangelistic tool is Alpha, which yeah. is fine. I've seen some great fruit out of Alpha, yeah. um, and I'm excited to see if God moves in the schools through it. You mm-hmm. know, and if these students like it, really rallies some stuff. So, um, so can we get together, agree on some basic things, and then from that, just all basically a different person present monthly have them share like where within the pathway are you trying to implement something mm-hmm. you know and how is it going yeah or what's an what's a new idea you have and you want to present it to the group and basically go like here's what i'm thinking mm-hmm. what are your guys thoughts and just let everybody kind of give their thoughts opinions encouragements disagreements like in a room full of other youth pastors and just kind of see what happens you know yeah so that was what it was birthed out of yep okay so this happens huh. five months ago we meet once mm-hmm. and then the summer just goes nuts like yep. i'm gone yeah. i have my first trip i don't even no. you know i'm just trying to figure life out being an easy person to find in summers uh, yeah at our, it's at hard yeah. yeah and and then go to africa and then i come back and then my baby is due in like 11 days from today and like so I was just trying to get us back together again, you know, and then Ryan is a big recruiter. So he pulled in the Kyles, you know, and, um, yeah, he just pulled you guys in. So what I want to know yeah. is in your genuine, honest, and you can disagree too. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm very okay with that right now. Um, uh, that <clears throat> like, what are your thoughts on the mastermind concept in general? Mm-hmm. And what value do you think that it could bring? if any or none mm-hmm. um and 
do you think that it could be a potentially helpful thing to start seeing this kind of shift in concept of like we're running in our silos and like even though like i think you're doing a beautiful job of not just playing solo at your local Mm -hmm. expression like you're i hear you're thinking Mm -hmm. 10 steps down the road when most are thinking gosh i just need two volunteers this year yeah you're not thinking that way Mm -hmm. which i think in turn gives you the volunteers yeah um but so anyways on the larger scale how do you feel that the mastermind so i just kind of want to hear your thoughts around the mastermind and no i'm and I'm coming at it with a, from a different vantage point from some of you guys, the yeah. high apostles and evangelists, course, which yeah. are the lowest actually on my on my gifting. I'm a teacher, pastor, so mm-hmm. A shepherd, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking at this. But at the but at the same time, this whole this whole shifting conversation, like I just see, I haven't met a youth pastor who doesn't see a something dramatic on the near horizon. I haven't met mm-hmm. a youth cool. pastor to have okay. a conversation. Maybe you have. Uh, we are just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking. I have not started a conversation and been like, something's something's going to change from what we've been doing. I've never had anyone true. not be like that's true. Not be like a hundred percent. Like I don't yeah, know yeah. what I don't know what and and I think students feel it too. Yep. And and so my like the pastoral bone and muscle twitching and whatever my <laughs> pastor senses is that if we don't if we're not on the forefront of this conversation, students are going to do, they're going to shift it there on them on their own. Mm. And mm. they're going to like, they'll, they'll abandon, they'll abandon ship the quicker yeah. way to set something up. And students move quickly. Like each generation, gen, generation alpha is going to move faster than Gen Z. So if Gen Z yeah. doesn't do it, generation alpha will For real. very quickly. And so if we're not, shifting our conversation if we're not kind of seeing mm. that as as leaders what leaders are meant to do is to mm-hmm. is to see the the tide and to like read the read all the situations and and move accordingly and so if we're not leading them into a new space i think they're gonna do it on their own and they'll do it without any type of mm. uh any wisdom at their disposal i think they should definitely be on the forefront of this movement but man to go with the wisdom and the love of totally. leaders and people who I believe want the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so if we choose uh, comfort and we choose what we know and we stick where we're at, I'm, I'm concerned of the, the, um, the like damage that may be done, just doing it completely without any, like as a, without any insight from any other older generations, without any kind mm-hmm. of like no intergenerational movement because we just missed the conversation because we just missed it. And so I'm yeah. like, I want to know what this is. I want to <laughs> help. I want to actually, I want my student ministry to be something that students are excited to be part of. I want it to be course, yeah. a movement that they're excited to step into. And I want like their faith to be something that is unlocking things inside of them. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be something they associate with. And again, no pastor does. No youth yeah, pastor course, wants a group right. of kids yeah. that Man, identify I can't wait as for this Christian. To be a stale night. Yeah, <laughs> to, to identify as Christian and to have good attendance. No one just wants that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and I think this shift in conversation is hmm. is the is what that is. Is what oh, is <laughs> getting weird, dude. <laughs> uh, I think this. I think this shift is how you get them there. Is is how we start to make steps towards that and so hmm. these mastermind conversations help me hmm. like stay on top of that conversation and make sure it's on the forefront cool. because it's easy to I got a lot of things I'm supposed to be doing there's a lot yeah. of good things there's a yeah. lot of messages I'm prepping again I'm a yeah. teacher I'd love to just cram yeah. in and just like crank <laughs> out sermons yeah. and and so to have this like r- regular time of hmm. um, a, 
some accountability, some like what does it look like to see some of the fruit from other churches that are moving together. And I think just knowing you're going forward and something sure. bigger is happening in the city and you're a cool. part of it is very different than I feel like I see something and I'm going to try and take it on. That's a lonely thing. That's easy to quit uh, as opposed to I see something bigger going on in this city mm. and I'm – I'm jumping on that wave. I'm going to be part of it. Like mm. anything, any type of habit I'm trying to introduce, any type of kind of like mindset shift I'm trying mm. to make. It's helpful to know other people are there. I've been yeah. trying to become like a morning gym person. I've been mm. trying to be like a 6 a.m. Yeah. crew. Lifter. You're in your basement, right? I haven't moved fully there yet. Okay. We're still trying to finish okay. it. So I still have a Genesis <laughs> membership, but it's going to become, yeah. it's going to be home soon. Eventually, yeah. But right now, so I get up and when I don't know anyone else who's waking up, I don't know anyone else who's going to know whether or not I wake up. It's just, so easy to just check infinitely out. Yeah. easier. Just be like, I'll find a pocket of time yeah. I don't know at some other point and something and just like and just hit it but when I know mm-hmm. either I'm meeting someone there or I know other people are doing it too and mm-hmm. know I'm gonna yeah. like reach out to other people and hype other people up who are yeah. who are doing it at the same time changes it dramatically get out yep. of bed far more consistently and so to be in conversation with people who want the same thing, who are chasing the same thing, who are seeing fruit from what they're doing, who are mm. uh, not discouraged by the failures they're hitting as they attempt new things and try and get more clarity as to what this shift looks like. Uh, all of that stuff, I think, is is essential. And mm. so I am, again, as a, and that's coming from a from a whole different kind of lens and priority list. As I think a lot of people around the table, mm. I'm still I'm still very much driven by that and feel like if I, if we don't get this down if this isn't if this isn't something we get some clarity on now and we don't take steps towards now we will have missed it now is the time for the steps in that direction yep. otherwise it's going to be a frantic uh everyone's going to be caught with their pants down trying to mm-hmm. figure out like what, what now what do I do how do I how do I completely rearrange my ministry to to do yep. what everyone's collectively decided is what it should be now because that's that's just the age we live in. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be one day. Yeah. One day it's going to be like we're, we've absolutely recognized and identified and pinpointed mm-hmm. all the flaws. And as a generation, we don't want any part of it now. Yeah. And then everyone's going to be like, well, shoot. True. That's that's yeah. what I <laughs> – yeah. so that's what – yeah, I'm yeah. driven by – it's 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 uh, youth group D-Day is coming is what I'm saying. Sure. <laughs> how I would – how I'd see it. That's Man. what I see hmm. in the right. That's my Terminator vision yeah. of, of what's coming. And so I want to be – Yeah, I mean, be, it, you <laughs> – You'd have to be completely, I don't know, removed from a lot of the realities of what you're seeing happen, you know, in terms of suicide rates, anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression, things, the ways that schools are operating, the ways that kids are operating, just uh, the ways social media is like going. And I don't don't want to sound like the old white guy trying to say, but like at the same time, like it's just stats, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not trying to like just say this generation's worse than mine. Like that's not the goal, but I go, there is a pretty clear like change in the way kids are passing away. Mm -hmm. I mean, just alone in this, this semester, I can think of like eight plus kids that I know of directly from some of our students at zero hour stuff. uh, Suicide of a ninth grader from a family at our church. uh, It's just like, it just, something is different right now than what we've seen. So you'd have to be completely blind to all of that, to not think culturally there's major shifts and it's happening at a faster rate like you're saying you know um and that's just clearly has to be just the concept of how internet and things have changed the you know rapid yep. movement of things so i feel you on that man i mean, mm-hmm. I mean i would be shocked if there are youth pastors that aren't seeing 
that hurt, that burden, yeah. you know. And that's and and that's what I'm saying. Like I think everyone. I I haven't met anyone who doesn't. I haven't met mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't. And so, but that doesn't. But no one's. But what does it look like to do something different? What would mm-hmm. it look? Like? How would you, alone, do something entirely different? So mm-hmm. back to solo to team. Yeah. This conversation. Like we're not on the, we're not on, we're obviously all working for the kingdom of God and all of that, but we have very different teams, very different Mm -hmm. like ways we operate, very different like uh, responsibilities that how it all goes. And so, and our weekly collaboration is with entirely different teams. And so we're actually on different teams. And so this gathering, Mm -hmm. this voluntary gathering of people, like we're actually going to become in a voluntary, like kind of sense, Mm -hmm. we're all going to join the same team and we're actually going to figure out like, what does it look like to capitalize on what we see happening and, um, all about it. I've always been kind of a, Mm -hmm. a church denominational mutt and I've Mm -hmm. bounced around to like all different spheres of, (laughs) and which has gotten me in a lot of trouble before and has made a lot of, uh, like contacts that I've made are worthless or any connections I've made in certain movements are worthless outside of that movement. And, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's been so good, um, to see, to have some of the, the straw man theories torn down, to have some of Mm. the, um, to have like, to see some of the beauty and some of the movements that are, that are demonized in other, uh, Mm. in other circles. Mm -hmm. And so I just long for different people to see the beauty of difference. Like I've always been wanting there to be more uh, cross-dominational uh, so good, work man. and like in between churches. And now even with the, the mergers of Hope Chapel, even mm. more so as we're seeing that like yeah. individual pastors all had like all with their individual visions and they're all coming up with the same words for the mm-hmm. same vision, yeah. but they've got them branded differently. <laughs> I would never <laughs> use that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The growth or mission or live out or, or being sent mm-hmm. or what, like it's just all, all of the mm-hmm. individual yeah. and to watch all of that get laid down and people to come together and to see the fruit that immediately comes yeah. for, from it. I'm just, and so this is, this is a, an aspect of that happening to me this is an aspect of of youth pastors stopping and saying that that's what we're going to do now i think i think as the conversation shifts as these gatherings continue to happen and more people come to the table i think they'll continue to evolve as to what's the single best use of that time what is the most helpful thing of that which i hope i hold so open yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and so i think that'll continue to evolve but the fact the the concept around this gathering i think is actually a, a huge need it's hmm. not just a i think this could be valuable or worth cool. it like i think it's essential hmm. it would Dude. it will be for me otherwise i'll be lost into the the the, hmm. t- the things i'm supposed to do the things that are yeah. lined up for me to do i won't be thinking like i said i'm i'm thinking like a little bit down the line, I'm doing, trying to be a good yep. youth pastor and think a little yeah. in the future. These conversations um, are five to ten years yep. in the future. What is how do churches yep. shift? How is the yep. youth ministry world going to be different in our nation in over the next mm. decade? Like mm. these, are, this is a different type of conversation. If yep. I'm not having it here, it'll be difficult for me to have it on my own. Yeah, dude. Uh, so banning Liebscher from Jesus Culture. Okay, I was given a teaching. Um, he was here in KC, and yeah, yeah. I went to the deal with the send uh, yep. at. Um, what's the name of that church house? Rock KC? No, that's the one up north. They did a different deal there. Okay, he was there. Yeah, that, was the other one. that was their youth rally. This was the youth pastor's lunch. Anyways, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Youth, youth, youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awesome because he was actually just going like, his encouragement to youth pastors was, stop. no one has asked me in tw- like in 25 years what happened on my youth group night, how many students came August of 1999? 
and he's like, I don't, I, no one asks. And the reality is, is that what I do know is 20 years later what those kids are doing. Mm-hmm. And so he was starting to go, I, you know, we need to shift that question of what's, you know, now is, of course, what you want to do in the immediate. But he's like, good, good pastors, good leaders ask what will this look like 20 years down the road yeah and i was like come on man that's exactly what i'm feeling you know like so but he he was really good he was very good at articulating it so it's just yeah. beautiful it's fitting into kind of what you're saying and thinking man yeah um, no and I, I, in this gathering helps that happen for people i've been hmm. doing it this for i've been full-time for almost six years and was an intern for a couple of years been student ministry a little bit mm-hmm. it's actually i think longer than most youth pastors most youth pastors mm-hmm. step oh, in yeah, yeah. and they're a yeah. fresh opening couple of years yep. and so thinking two years down the line is it's a like, really oh big feat yeah, yeah it's a really beneficial thing for them to be doing mm-hmm. and so to to help the longer you're in ministry i think the longer the easier it is to think further on down the line because you're seeing time pass quicker you're seeing the fruit of yep. thinking a few years down the line you mm-hmm. saw that pay off and so you start thinking further yeah. but for youth pastors specifically i think to have a space that's really stopping mm. and encouraging it's true that is is huge and mm-hmm. so i think i love seeing cool. it was just, even at the one that i've been to at the, mm-hmm. the gathering was the seeing a bunch of younger youth pastors there and it's, mm-hmm. again it's really helpful for me and i can't imagine like i think it'd be helpful that it would have been more helpful for me when i was two years in so true. even more so to to have this conversation help so me true. think further down so yeah well like you me and josh the old guys in the room now you know yeah, yeah. so <laughs> which is i love <laughs> yeah. i love that actually um because i want to have longevity in youth mm-hmm. ministry i don't want to be a 22 year old and be done you know um well you know, in your pastoral teaching, mm-hmm. would you say your pastor senses? Mm-hmm. That he said? <laughs> pastor senses tingling. Um, you know, what would be your caution on the the mastermind? What would be your like, man? I don't. If if we'll go, we'll be in a dangerous spot if we start having it go this direction. Um, it's the it's is really the I, the the collide I, I simplify from kind of the apostolic like taking new ground and, mm-hmm. and charging forward versus the uh, the pastor and the nurturing is like taking off and leaving people is taking off and like you can cast a really cool vision i think we could get together in that room and or, or other youth pastors could stop and begin to dream and come up with a model they get really passionate about and collaborate with a couple other youth pastors in their area and whatever and they'll put together something that all of their like most on fire kids are so game for and they'll get 20% mm-hmm. of their student ministries um, to uh, to jump in and they'll all want to like be fired up about starting groups in their school and they'll completely abandon everything they're doing that is actually feeding and shepherding 80% of the people mm-hmm. in, their stu- in their student ministries and we're, we're actually shepherds like we're actually bringing people who are in all different spaces mm-hmm. uh, to this table and so what does it look like to not move so fast like let's be strategic Mm. about how we help i think a good leader brings more people to it i think any if you could be a garbage football coach and you could take on some teams Mm -hmm. and you might get a super bowl like you just like there's if you jump in on a good enough team you can get some stuff done i think the Mm. like a good leader is actually making it accessible to more and you're bringing the best out of 
people who don't yet see it in themselves, who don't yet identify as one of the like, I don't know, the super all in, like on mm-hmm. fire, whatever. I think is it's unlocking that in those kids. And so I would say as these as we start to craft like what does it look like? How do we get into a multiplying mindset? How do we start mm-hmm. like reaching the schools I and mean, be like, how are you helping the kids in your youth group do that that are that are not there, that are not the ones to do that. And so that's why, maybe that's why I started off this conversation mm-hmm. with, what's the question before that question? How am I actually priming up my group mm-hmm. to be a group that can run with that? Sure. Um, as opposed to jumping to like, okay, so we're going to start training sessions then and we're going to get them, we're going to get them going and, and jumping mm-hmm. in, which I think would be good and lots of fruit would come from. And I think students will be left uh, that didn't need to be left because we weren't strategic enough with the conversation before the conversation. Hmm. So that's, I don't know. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So what, as I think, that's, pro- that's what I yeah. imagine bringing up. Again, we, mm-hmm. we did more of a like, what's this going to look like? What do we yeah, want this yeah. to be kind of thing yeah. on, on, on take number one. But if I were to bring pushback to the table, I imagine it would be something like that. Mm-hmm. If someone came all fired up with like, here's one of the shifts I'm kind of wanting to try. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, the kid who was a friend that was brought to your youth group like a month ago, like um, how, how do you help them into that? Not mm-hmm. like don't do it. Uh, there's some, we got to do, we got, it's like, we got to yeah, move forward. You still with have to things. have a mindset around that. You can't yeah, yeah, ignore yeah. that thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't not go forward because yeah. you, not everyone can do it. And you'll never have everyone immediately ready yeah, to take it. But it's got to be a both and. You also yeah, have yeah. to think about the other side. Yep. I mean, so, so if you're irresponsible here, mm-hmm. then it's, not going to be healthy overall. Yep. Yeah. So Which that'd be my question is how the are pastoral yeah, thought. Yeah. How are, <laughs> how are you helping kids into the thing you just set up? Cause you mm-hmm. just described something that sounds like it'll be wildly su- successful for the kids that you can probably picture right now. Mm-hmm. That'll be all jazz. Or you've probably already talked to them and they're really mm-hmm. jazzed about it. Uh, what do you, how do you, how do you bring other kids into that or help mm-hmm. kids see that and recognize that they have the ability to do that mm-hmm. as well? Yeah, so. I have so many thoughts that I'll share in the mastermind. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I want to finish in this one, and I just want you to. Um, I haven't done this. I, I just thought about it during this time. But I, I thought if you could, if you could share a word mm-hmm. with youth pastors in general, like an encouragement or just kind of a a sense that you're in right now, what what God may want to say to youth pastors at large, what would that be? Man, yeah, that's a big final uh, mm-hmm. final ask. Yeah, I was uh, I was visiting. I was in Colorado for a wedding, and I swung by Red Rocks and yeah. went and pulled aside and just went and talked to the youth pastor over there while I was there on a Sunday morning, just visiting and uh, went and pulled them aside, talked about what they got coming up. They were about to go on a retreat and some mm-hmm. stuff like that, and we just talked for a minute about how, like, I think the things that are happening. Um, are are really generation wide. I think some of the things we're sensing are not Kansas City specific. They're not uh, mm-hmm. any geographic specific. I think it is a generational shift is is taking place, and that's leading to a deeper hunger. That's deep uh, leading towards a a deeper wrestling. Is it leading towards like there is a this is this is the time for like everyone to capitalize on. Like if you're mm. not in this mastermind class, there's not a Casey underground type gathering in your group. <laughs> there's not a whatever, or you, uh, I don't know that you haven't seen the, the, you haven't had heard vocalized the discontentment of the current state of the church or whatever. And your students, like, I don't think, uh, 
like I don't think any of this is specific to anywhere. And so as mm-hmm. as I've talked to out there in Colorado, I've talked to friends who are in Texas and and everywhere else. Like it's so felt all across the nation, and mm-hmm. and it's leading towards. Uh, more fruit and some of the the retreats and the camps and some things are happening that haven't happened in any past retreats or any past Hmm. camps, like just wild things, like amazing fruit. And so I prayed for that and that they would catch on to the wave that is happening, that there would be, that the Red Rocks retreat would be amazing, but it would be, they would see themselves in the current that's taking place across the nation. And Hmm. so that's what I'm encouraging all youth pastors kind of think in is what I'm praying for them whenever I get the mm-hmm. chance or whenever I see them, mm-hmm. that they would recognize that the things that are happening, the, the things you're celebrating in your student ministry, uh, you're just celebrating nationally. You're celebrating for a generation because you're a part of something bigger that's going on. Yep. Um, and yeah, to be encouraged by that, but also to be dreaming that big yeah. um, because it's just, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, there's there's the vague articulation. Of no, I the, like it, man. Okay, it's good stuff. Uh, I would also say, like, if you are in Kansas City or outside of, and you're in the states, like, we would love to have you at the mastermind, like, genuinely. And if it piques your interest, just reach out to us. I mean, anybody, Kyle, myself, yeah. either way, um, and just we would love to field the conversation, even if we just got to loop you in on a Zoom call. You know, during that time, it's just a once a month thing. But I don't know, man. I don't know what God's going to do with it, but I might as well just put it out there and see if anybody. Yep. I'm excited to try some things into over the next, I don't know, months, mm-hmm. year. I don't know what it's mm-hmm. going to take, but to gain clarity around yeah. what does the shift look like? How are how are we moving forward collectively? How are we shaping this? And mm-hmm. watch the fruit. Watch the Holy Spirit kind of guide what is and is mm-hmm. not work, working. Watch the fruit of our attempts actually tell us what is and is not the right move. And yeah. it's going to be exciting. Yeah, man. All right, dude. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. to the Youth Ministry Shift podcast. We hope that it's been fun and created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to multiply disciples and see a movement among students. If you're a youth pastor, teacher, coach, or parent in Kansas City and looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so that we can learn about what you are doing and how you're joining Jesus for gospel saturation in the city. If you're outside the KC area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement amongst students that leads to the emergence of student-led microchurches in every school within your city, we'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.org.